Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Recovering You. I, I need to be here. I, <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys. Good for the soul. This, this is just, this is the place that I need to be right now. And I say that because in this place, I, I, not only am I able to remember and reflect on the blessings in my life, but it, it grounds me spiritually and it reminds me all the good things that have happened. And with so much chaos and hecticness and things out of my control in the world, this is a safe place that I know I can speak truth and I can allow the spirit to speak through me and hopefully touch the heart of someone who's listening to this today. Absolutely. And I would encourage, you know, we've talked about building a team. If uh, you don't have a team or, you know, if, if you have been working with your therapist and you're done with that, set up a weekly check-in with somebody, you know, if, if you're doing group or you, you want something else, I mean, this has been great. Um, it's just, it's a weekly opportunity where we get to reflect on the things that make progress possible. So I think, I think it's great. And I'd recommend it to anybody listening. I'm your co-host, Chris Sexton, and uh, that fine gentleman you heard talking is Cameron Harrison. Did you say that already? or did I Bongiorno. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I said my See, name. See, that's the first time I got to do that, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, I was just so excited that I jumped the gun. You, uh, yeah. you, you looked like a boss when you stepped up to that plate. You're like, taking charge. All right. So we, we do have uh, one really cool announcement. Um, yeah, so some fun actually, stuff happening this week. Yeah. We got to meet with uh, Maurice Harker, the, the, the chief and captain, and I guess more of a, like a general um, in, in the world of uh, life changing services, because he is its creator. And, um, you know, we, we just got to have such a cool conversation with him and kind of catch just a, a small glimpse of his vision and, you know, he, he felt good enough to say he would be happy to support us. And so he started uh, posting our podcast on the Sons of Helaman webpage on Facebook. So if you are a member of the Sons of Helaman webpage, you can find our episodes on there now. Um, they're going to start posting them weekly and we will keep you updated. And hopefully we can get some uh, comments and stories and some interactions through that resource. Yep, absolutely. I'm super stoked about that. So more good things to come there, I'm sure. Yeah. And in this, in this spirit of sharing and giving, I actually, I want to announce uh, a, a little, little holiday giveaway, a little holiday surprise for our faithful listeners out there. Oh, all right. Um, so we, we've talked about day one we've talked, we, I think I mentioned, uh, I, I have a day one brand and, and I make shirts and stuff. So, all right. So here's the deal for those of you that are listening to this, if you will go and uh, basically just like or comment something on uh, the podcast show where you listen to this. If you go in and just comment on an episode and maybe share um, something you liked about that episode, you don't have to get vulnerable. You don't have to share anything private, but just if, if you're willing to go on there and say, hey, I really like this show, uh, this is why, or hey, I really don't like this show. This is why. I mean, you might not get picked for that. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> feedback is a gift. We'll take yes. all of it. Merry Christmas. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to send someone a, a day one shirt for, uh, for Christmas. So uh, in, a, in two weeks time from uh, this, I'm going to find someone that has commented and I'll reach out to them and find out their shirt size. And I'm going to just give them a free shirt. 
Yeah. And, and you guys are going to want this shirt. I mean, he's, you've made these for everybody in the family and, uh, I, you're wearing one right now. There you I, go. I'm so. always wearing one, man. <laughs> it's always day one. Yeah. Last year we, we were at the beach for new year's. We, uh, all the families piled into a beach house and I was wearing my day one shirt. You made me a nice uh, athletic long sleeve shirt is what I wanted. Yep. And I was wearing it out on the beach and I can't tell you how many, comments i i got on that people were like oh wow that's awesome where do i get one of those i mean so these are these are good looking shirts so that's cool exciting so go comment and uh get your own you're gonna like yep. it give us a rating give us a comment we uh, and uh you might you might get chosen to get hooked up so all right and, um and you, you had mentioned a holiday surprise i didn't think that was the holiday surprise that you were going to talk about <laughs> are you are you gonna are you gonna talk about that too or is that uh are we not talking about that today? Oh, you, you talking you, about you the, got a holiday surprise. You're talking about the big change in my life? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I can tell that a little bit. Um, th- this this episode may not even be what we were planning on talking about. No, <laughs> no I, um, I, think, I think it's all going to come together. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I had a huge uh, life-changing event this this last week. I, I got a call on, or no, sorry. I was sitting in my driveway while my kids were riding bikes and stuff in the street uh, this last Thursday. And my bishop pulled up, jumped out of his car and just threw his arms around me and uh, had this huge smile on his face. And it was, it, I, I immediately knew what it was, but you know, I, I, I let him talk. <laughs> and he said, uh, I, I, got, I got a letter back. I have news for you. I'm like, well, you're smiling. So I, I think I know what the news says. He goes, Cameron, you have, uh, you've been approved by the first presidency to receive your priesthood blessings again. And he said, uh, I just got off the phone with the stake president on the way over here. He's willing to go into the church and we can meet, we can both meet you there in a couple hours to get this done tonight. I'm like, I, I don't want to wait. I'm sure you don't want to wait. And I was like, no, let's, let's not wait. Let's do this. And it was all in the midst of so much stress and chaos that it was just, it was such a tender mercy and a blessing. And it was so awesome to be able to step into these interviews with, uh, with my bishop and stake president and go through these questions that I haven't, you know, I haven't had to answer in over three years and to be able to answer them honestly and worthily and stand before the judgment seat of my heavenly father and have that answer come back that says the place I want you most in this world is inside my temple and you need to get there now. And just the urgency that came across from that, it was so powerful. And so I I was able to have my wife there for the blessing. And um, when, when, when all of that was restored and given back to me, it was it was like a, a leak in the boat was finally patched up. Like, like a hole inside me was no longer there. I, I felt like that final piece of the puzzle clicked in and, and the vision was made whole and I was made whole. And it was such a beautiful experience. And uh, one thing I told to the, the guys in my group on Sunday night was there was so much noise and chaos and just psychosis going on from the world and Satan was doing everything to drown out anything good. I mean, things were just like falling apart and I was so stressed and I was having these panic and anxiety attacks. Like it was just, it was a miserable day. <laughs> Horrible, no good, very bad day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the, the second that 
I stepped into those offices and and then received that priesthood again. It was uh, the what the what I compared it to with uh, the gentleman in my group was I said it was like going from a rock concert where you can't hear yourself talk and the noise is so loud to sitting in a park all by myself and all you can hear are some birds and a slight breeze and just the the quietness i mean satan went from a dragon to a fly yeah. and and there was no longer any sort of power or influence that he could have, have over me and that just this shield of protection i felt placed over me and it was it was beautiful it was it was awesome and uh it's something I, I i'm gonna hold near and dear to me for the rest of my life i love that i love that i think that story kind of encapsulates uh, an, an eternal principle um, it's the principle of opposition um, we've talked about this before um, how there's always going to be opposition uh, I think we don't always talk about it in a, in a positive way, though. Um, we always talk about, you know, there's always going to be something bad coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a, we're, it seems like sometimes as, as Latter-day Saints, as Christians, we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop because of that, right? But I, I look at it a little bit different, and I think your story highlights it very well, that in the world that we live in, with the noise and the chaos and the stress, that's not the only thing that exists. God is real. He's putting his power out there for good. And that good is always available to push back against the darkness and the evil that's out there. Um, so that's, that's super powerful. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Um, and I hope our listeners take that um, and, and add that to their vision board or what gives them hope to know that these good things are on the horizon for them if they'll work the steps. Um, and there's two things I think we want to talk about today. Um, and I'd love to kind of get your take on this. One is um, to go into a little bit about, I'd love to hear um, your take on um, these uh, manpower goals. Um, it's an acronym. Uh, it's not sexist because they have girl power goals too. Yes, they um, do. <laughs> yep, absolutely, absolutely do. Uh, and I'm really glad you brought up the whole opposition thing uh, because I was, I was actually thinking about that on my drive home because today has also just kind of been a hectic day. Satan's really throwing all he's got at me. Yeah. And so what's cool about these goals is in a world of chaos, this is something you can control. The, mm -hmm. the, the roller coaster of life, you can actually smooth that out and make it a smooth and controlled road by doing these daily goals because you're setting up a routine. You're setting up a safe space around yourself and, and like I just said, it gives you the power to control how your day is going to go every single day. So these, these manpower goals, uh, so what they stand for is the, the M is for ministry. And if this is something you want to go back and listen to, to write these down, that's great. Uh, we're going to burn through them real, real quick here, though. And hopefully yeah, just sit back, soak it up here for a second, yeah. and uh, you can replay the first couple of minutes here and take notes. Yeah, absolutely. So the first one is ministry. And, and what this is, this is a goal that helps you to step outside yourself, get, get out of the selfish mindset a little bit, stop worrying so much about, you know, don't uh, kick away the me monster, you know, that, <laughs> what do I need? What, what, me, 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 as Brian yeah. Regan likes to say. Yeah, by, by ministering, you're looking for an opportunity to serve someone else. It can be someone in your family. It can be... Here's an example. One thing I do is every, every day that I go to specific hospitals, I always grab an extra cheese and cracker pack. 
and they're just those Hillshire Farms ones. Uh, they're like two dollars at Walmart to get. But I, delicious, I can, by the way. Not, we're, <laughs> we're, by the way, we're not getting paid by Hillshire no, Farms or no. Walmart, but they are delicious. They, they they're good, and it's it's a it's a good little meal. And you know, so I I grab an extra one, and I put it in my backpack because I know, I know that. I know where the corners are that there are always homeless people looking for food and money. And so whenever I pull up to those stoplights, I roll down my window and I just hold it out. And I've actually had a few of these people as I do this, uh, they come up to me and, and they go, dude, I love when you give me these. Thank you so much. I, they remember I look you. forward to these <laughs> all the time. So I remember you and I appreciate it. This is a huge blessing. And, and that always to me is just like, you know, and, and I'm not like looking out of my car, like, Hey, everyone, look at me, look what I did. You know, I, it's just, I'm just someone that they've recognized my face, but I love the feeling I get. And maybe it is selfish because of that, but I love how it makes me feel to give someone a meal that they otherwise would have missed. Yeah. So, and one thing, one thing that I love that you're highlighting here is it's something that happens in a normal course of your day, right? You've figured out a way to make ministering um, something that, that can happen. It's, right. it's not like you're saying, you know, every day, and maybe this will work for some people, but it, starting out, you know, start, start small, start manageable. Um, it's not like you're saying every day I'm going to go to the men's shelter or every day I'm going to go to the soup kitchen or every day right. I'm going to go to the refugee that's just, it's unreasonable, especially if you have a family, like yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. who has, yeah. So, so these have to be targeted specific yep. actions that you can do every day. So I, I love the way that you said, you know, it's something that it happens on your way to work, to the hospital, um, family, neighbor, um, something that, you know, is almost a for sure thing to help you experience that success and that, and that positive feedback. My, my wife told me this story she saw on Facebook of a woman actually that lives here in, uh, in, in our city. And she posted and said, every day I go through a different number. I pick a random number in the phone book and I call them and I tell them that they are loved. And she was like, uh, the lady said, I get a lot of hangups. I get people that yell <laughs> at me, but every once in a while I get that person that just starts talking and I'll spend half an hour on the phone with them. And they just, they yeah. open up to me. And I, I just let them know how much they're loved and how special they are. So there can be these little things. You can text someone whose name there just pops into your head. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it's just a selfless act, just a, a simple way of ministering and forgetting yourself. So that's the M. Uh, the A stands for active or accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is a way of, the, now this is a way of taking care of yourself. The active is some sort of, physical fitness. It can be, I mean, whatever is within your realm, 20 minutes of working out, uh, a 10 minute walk around the neighborhood, um, you know, 50 pushups in a day, what, whatever, whatever your goal is that suits you, you just, the point is use your body. Um, yeah. because, because that's going to give you a more healthy lifestyle. And, and it really does have a chemical effect on the brain, which we're yep. going to get Maurice on here to talk about that chemical scale and, and the chemicals that happen when you use your body. But it really does channel this feeling of energy and control. And it really helps to just get up and move. Some people just go, they walk to their mailbox instead of driving to it because it's a block away. And that will give them a complete reset. So that's your yeah. action. 
Yeah. And something important to highlight here, and, and we'll, we can do a deep dive on these, like you said, in another episode, but our body is our most powerful weapon against our addiction. Absolutely. You know, Satan has tried to trick us that, you know, we're, our body is our weakness and that will always give into the addiction, but in using your body in a, in a positive way and being active, you start to push back against that. And if you're like me, if you're working from home during the pandemic and your work has decided never to let you come back, <laughs> it's, it's important to, to get your energy level up because when you, when your body sinks to that lower energy level, it happens at, at a cellular level. Um, you know, your everything goes to a lower level and it makes you more susceptible to, to poor decisions and to fall back into your addiction. So you got to get that, you got to get that energy up. You have to have to use your body as a weapon against your addiction. Absolutely. The other, the other side of the A goal is uh, accountability. And this is uh, texting someone, reaching out to someone. Uh, I have group texts on group me, the app. And, you know, a lot of people check in with their numbers. They, they give uh, what, like what level they're at that day, whether they feel, are feeling connected with God or whether they're feeling really triggered and on the verge of a relapse. These are all things that you communicate honestly and openly. And I think that's the biggest thing there with the account, with these accountability checks, they need to be honest. It, you can't, you can't sit there and hide what you're actually feeling because then Satan already has control. What Satan hates is honesty. When you bring him into the light and say, look, Absolutely. everyone, uh, look at Satan next to me and what he's trying to do to me. And then everyone around you goes, oh, well, hold on. We got this. And they step between you and Satan and they go get out of his face. You don't get to be here. Nobody gave you permission. Go back to the hell that you came from. Just leave. And that is so powerful for the person that all they had to do is muster up the strength to say, help. Absolutely. I'm not okay. Love that. What's the N stand for? Uh, so the N stands for no. And I think we've talked about this in the, in, yes. in the past. Uh, th this is a, this is a no goal. This is a boundary that you have to stick to no cell phone in the bathroom, no having private conversations with someone of the opposite sex, no sitting, no participating in lewd jokes, no watching rated R movies, you know, no watching anything that says, uh, sexual content or no screen like time that. behind closed doors. No, I mean, yeah. this is where, you know, you've done your personal inventory, you've identified what your, your vulnerabilities are, and you're building your, like you said, your, your boundaries, you're, you're building up your fence to protect you with the things that you are not going to do. So you can't be attacked there. Yeah. Then you've got the, the PWR goals, which th these ones are, are real quick. It's just, it's prayer, writing and reading. And so you, your prayer. Five minutes be, a day. As much as I, I hate timing prayers. And we, we were told to do this when I was a missionary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate setting a time limit, but what it does, and there's a really good reason for it. They say at least three to five minutes on the prayer. Um, go as long as you want, but at least three to five minutes. And, and the reason is, is because it takes two minutes just to get past all the generalized pleasantries of a prayer. Yeah, you know, like, quiet your mind. And, yep, I'm thankful yeah. for this. Please bless me with this. We get into these routines and if we take the time to just get past all that, then we start to talk about our day and we start to open up and that starts to allow us to be open to receiving more inspiration and revelation. So it's really important that you pray long enough. Don't, don't, don't make it into a chore that will, that will defeat the purpose. And you, I mean, might as well not pray if it's just a monotonous thing that you flop up on your bed and do the stink bug position and say, uh, <laughs> you know, wah, 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 amen. And you just lay yeah. down. 
Like there's nothing there. So make it, yeah. make it meaningful. Love that. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll do an episode in the future about what we call warrior prayers and they are, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Then you've got the, uh, the, the writing, and this is just any form of uh, physically writing down either where you're at emotionally, a journal entry, um, right? Any, anything that applies to how you are doing as an individual, basically take what's in your head and put it out there. Yeah. There's an idea here in the manpower journal. This is all from life-changing services, by the way, <laughs> that I like, I've talked about writing letters to my past self. They call out yep. writing a letter to God. And I've, I've done that off and on. Um, and I'd like, I, I call it my prayer journal. If you like writing, I would recommend that because it, it's almost two for one. <laughs> and, and it gives you a record then to look back and say, Oh, Hey, here's where God took care of me on that thing that I talked to him about back in January. Hey, here's where God helped me out on that thing that I talked to him about last week. Um, so I think that's a powerful concept to actually write down, write a letter to God. And, you know, it yeah. helps build that connection back up with him. Absolutely. That's perfect. And then the, the very last one is, is reading. And I am really terrible at, at reading. I think I, I mentioned in a past episode, when I sit down to start reading, I just get so tired and I pass out. So my form of reading is actually, I, I listen to something um, that connects me with God. Uh, any, anything that helps center you, whether, and, and, you know, if you're not a member of the church, but you are, you do have Christian beliefs, you know, read in the Bible or, or listen to Bible stories. You can listen to motivational speeches, anything that, that helps you feel that, that connected spirit with yourself or helps you see the world in a better light, I believe is, is what the whole point is here. We need positive material in our life and we need to stop listening to music constantly, stop watching TV shows constantly mm -hmm. and find a way to connect with ourselves and with our father in heaven. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when we, you mentioned at the beginning of this episode that we, we, um, we met with Maurice Harker, founder of Life Changing Services. One of the questions that he asked us, and I love this question, is, you know, what are you bringing to the table? You know, why should we promote your podcast? What makes you different? Oh, yeah, that was a little and, intense. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you can correct me. As best as I can recall, my answer is that, you know, you're kind of our secret weapon of what makes this different. It's, it's a real down-in-the-trenches um, tactical day-to-day -day living recovery approach. You know, we're not, we're not these, we're not trying to be these life coaches that are up on a stage pumping out, you know, potentially made up stories. This is real life. What happened to you? Right. And so I think, and, and I hope that folks have connected with that. Um, and, and you did it masterfully at the beginning of this episode, talking about your good news, your victory here. Um, and it's being able to tell your story, listeners being able to tell your story. So I, I want to know, and, and we've talked about this a little bit um, before, but the importance of telling your story, there's a scripture I've been reading. Um, I call them the greatest hits <laughs> this week from the book <laughs> of Mormon. Um, now that's so, what I call scripture 57, right? That's exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You remember those now? See, if you grew up in the nineties, yeah. <laughs> now that's what I call music. Oh, man. So anyway, the greatest hits, well, at least what I consider the greatest hits. So it's uh, Moroni chapter 10. It's 
King Benjamin's address. And this um, particular hit <laughs> was Alma chapter five, um, where Alma the younger goes out. And this is uh, the way I understand it is um, he's going to preach the people who were the children of the people who listened to King Benjamin. So not quite old enough to understand or enter into that covenant. But he says, have you sufficiently retained in remembrance the captivity of your fathers? So in other words, are you remembering how great, how bad of a situation they were in? And then he goes on to say, and how great the goodness of God in delivering them from that, that captivity. So I'd love to hear your take on this because you've mastered this. But for me, it's important to tell your story because it helps each one of us remember what captivity was like, how we were held captive to our addiction and everything that we had to do, everything we had to let God do in our life so that we could be liberated, so that we could be on this road to recovery, so that we could secure that vision and those blessings um, of what, what life is supposed to be. So how I should, that was a lousy question, but so, so <laughs> it, it was a great, it was a great share though. A great statement. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about why it's been important to you to be able to tell your story and how does that, how does that help you maintain your recovery at this point? How did it help you through your recovery and at this point, maintain it, keep going strong. And that, and that is such an important question. And it's, it's such an important concept. A, a lot of people, and and this was this was me when I was in the the depths of my addiction. There's this fear of being vulnerable and telling people like, "Hey, look, this is the real me." And in our our world, the world we live in, promotes this fake version of yourself. They 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 want you to only show your best self. But there to me there's and, and this happens with celebrities, it happens with neighbors, it happens with everyone. When I when I hear these moments of just raw life experiences, things that they admit to mistakes or they admit struggling through things, all of a sudden I see a real person. I see someone who is a child of God. I see someone who has waded through the mud and has been, has been cut and has had to find ways to heal. And that to me is so empowering. And so when I tell my story, the reason it's so important for me is number one, it reminds me what I've been through. It's, it's my way of, of looking back down the mountain and enjoying the view a little bit of saying, you know, like, wow, look at this journey that I, look how beautiful the view is from here and look how far I've come. I was way down there in that valley and I've grown and come so far and I, and I'm sharing that with people. And then the other reason, the other reason I do share that is because even though my, my story may not land with everyone, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, like porn's never been my problem or, Oh, talking about this is really kind of uncomfortable. And so I'm going to change the subject and, you know, read the room. It, it makes me think things that make yeah. me feel like I'm sinning or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, before you, before I go spouting off my story, you know, I, I don't just go saying it like in the operating room at work, you know, I, I'm not just out there <laughs> spitting out my story to whoever we're listening. I'm not preaching on a street corner. It's this not is... on the repeat random shuffle. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am. I'm finding the right opportunity, whether it is in a church setting or whether I'm, I'm with my friends out at a meal. And if someone brings up something, a hard time in their life and, 
or if someone is seeking for some sort of advice or respite from the agony that they've been experiencing in their life, I feel that my story can be used as a tool for them to find commonality and to find healing and to understand that they're not, they're not alone. That's the biggest thing that I want people to understand from my story is that if you're out there listening to this and you've ever struggled with something like sexual pornography addiction or any sort of addiction, what you have to know is that Satan wants you to believe you are alone and you're not. You're, yeah. I mean, that, that is, that is the biggest lie that we need to get past is you are not alone in this. And so when you go and tell your story to someone, when you feel that moment is right, what's really cool about it is number one, you are going to feel very connected to yourself. Number two, you're going to have an impact and show the true version of yourself to these people, which will sift out the real friends and you will gain more, um, more genuine and valuable relationships. And number three, this is the coolest part. You get to become a mouthpiece of something spiritual, which I absolutely love. When, when I feel like my story needs to be heard and I tell it and the spirit is there, there's this validation afterwards of, see, this is why. This is why you've gone through this because that person right there needed your story. Because if, if without your story, they would continue wandering lost. But with your story, they now know there is hope. They can change. They are still loved and they are not alone. Yeah, it gives people a place to start, a toehold, you know, a handhold. It, it's, Absolutely. It, they were, where once you were, someone might have been groping blindly about in the darkness, a light has been turned on and they know where to take that first step. It's so powerful. Makes me think of another greatest hit. And, and this will probably be what I close on for my thoughts. Um, this is Alma chapter 26 in the Book of Mormon. And, and this is uh, Hammond and his brethren. They uh, decided they were kind of rascals. Uh, I would not have, I wouldn't doubt if they were in some sort of um, adultery or pornography of their age. You know, this is 100 years BC. Um, but they turned their life around. Saw an angel, decided to get back on the straight and narrow and try and uh, fix all the damage they had done. And they decide they're going to go on a mission. They were out for 13 years. And at the end of this mission, they get to reflect. And this is specifically Ammon. And he's saying, do you remember when we went out on this mission? People just said, you're crazy. Don't go try and convert them. Well, let's get an army and let's go kill them because they're never going to get any better. Hmm. You know, does that sound like, <laughs> sound like anything that we've heard with addiction? Yeah. Because yeah. when our hearts were depressed and we were about to turn back, behold, the Lord comforted us and said, go amongst thy brethren and bear with patience thine afflictions, and I will give unto you success. And he goes through for the next page and a half of all these amazing successes. They thought maybe we'll save one or two people. They saved thousands and thousands of people, turned people onto the pure light of Christ. And he says, now have we not reason to rejoice? I say unto you, there never were men that had so great reason to rejoice as we since the world began. Yea, and my joy is carried away even unto boasting in my God, for he has all power, all wisdom, and all understanding. He comprehendeth all things, and he is a merciful being, even unto salvation, to those who will repent and believe on his name. Now, my brethren, we see that God is mindful of every people in whatsoever land they may be in. 
So tell your story. Let people know that God is mindful of them. He's mindful. He's been mindful of you and he is merciful and he is all powerful. All that darkness and chaos and noise that we talked about at the beginning, he's the one who will fill you with light and power and strength to push back against that. So tell your story and you will see new power unfold as you keep on recovering yourself. Absolutely. Those, those young men, when they walked into those cities full of iniquitous people, the difference it must have made for those people to hear someone say repentance is possible from someone who was a sinner and had turned their life around the difference from that to someone who had always just lived up to what was expected of them has a massive impact on, on people around them. And so I, I completely agree with what you said, tell your story because what you are going through can have a purpose and it can change lives. It depends. It all depends on if that's what you want to make of your story. It can be a sob story or it can be a story of victory and triumph. And my friends, we are here on a path of victory and we are going to win these battles and we are going to win this life. So until next week, keep on winning, get those uh, manpower goals written down. And if you ever feel prompted to tell your story, do not be afraid. Take a deep breath, trust in Heavenly Father to make something of your story and you will change lives. That I promise you. Amen. We'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll see you next week.